Welcome everyone to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. I'm your host, Chad Sanderson. As we approach the 250th episode of the podcast, I wanna take some time to look back at all the ground we've covered together. To that end, I'll be periodically resharing some of my favorite episodes. This is one of them and I hope you enjoy. You're listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience, a podcast dedicated to helping executives train their sales and marketing teams to optimize growth. Whether you're looking for techniques and strategies or tools and resources, you've come to the right place. Let's accelerate your growth in three, two, one. Refining your ideal customer fit to moving up market from B2C to B2B and everything in between. And of course, my favorite topic, customer experience, and maybe even a little discussion around customer experience in depth. Who knows? So to help us, we have with us Darren Dawson, co-founder and president of BombBomb, a human-centered communication platform that enables users to use simple personal videos to leverage their best asset themselves. And he's also author of Rehumanize Your Business. Darren, thank you for taking time and welcome to the show. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate you having me. Just a quick correction now. My CMO wrote that book. I don't want to be taking anybody's uh, oh. thunder, but we, it's, it's our book, but I did not write it. You know, Stephen <laughs> Passanelli okay. and Ethan Butte did. You know, never want to take okay. credit. They're, they're fantastic. I can't spell, <laughs> so I just had them do it. They're great. Well, I, I appreciate that, and I've had Ethan on the show, so I, I hope uh, I hope he will forgive me. But, uh, but sure it is definitely yeah. one that's worth checking out for everybody. So please pick up a copy, and then you can shoot Ethan a, a note, tell him I screwed up, and <laughs> tell him Chad screwed up. It's all good. No problem. So before we jump into the topic of the day, we always like to start with a question to kind of help our audience get to know you a little bit better, and would love to know, and maybe you've in quarantine and COVID and all that, maybe maybe you found something new, but always surprised to learn what you're passionate about that those that only know you through work may be surprised to hear about? Well, I do. I'm a history guy. I love reading history. So I, I don't know if I picked that up during COVID, but I've definitely been reading a few more books on that. But, um, you know, for me, really, the, the it is tied into work, but I'm wearing my Rehumanized shirt today. I think that's the reason we started Bomb Bomb. the fun story that maybe people don't know about. And is integral to Connor and I is that Connor wanted to go live in Africa and support a community there. He went there on a trip and um, met some people that were starving, frankly. And so our whole idea was to create a SaaS company because that was reoccurring revenue. If we could get that to like a $5 million business or even less, he could go live in Africa and I'd run the business and, you know, we could, that was the thing. And so we made our business about rehumanizing the planet because it's the goal for Bomb Bomb is that is to help people who are being dehumanized. And so bomb bomb, we support a community in Africa, that same community, but we realized it was better to grow this business that could really help that more than kind of living there. And then we also <laughs> help local nonprofits, right? Like we support a community here. It's called uh, dream centers. They uh, provide free healthcare for women here in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and then Mary's home, which provides a home for homeless families. So that is Bomb Bomb's big hairy dishes goal. I mean, I want to rehumanize your business with video, but I want to do that so I can actually help these people that are being dehumanized all over our world right now. So that's kind of our thing. That's that's what we do for fun. Yeah, that that <laughs> is that is noble purpose feeding business right there. That is awesome. It is. I mean, I I mean, it's just we love it. It's who we were, and we just the reason we're in the videos. We think it's better. 
to be face to face with people because humans are different. Like we're, you know, we're, we have intrinsic value and that's where the genesis of the idea came from back in 2006. And we've, uh, it was, it was to enable those things and we've kept with that. And so at bomb bomb, that's why you come to work every day. Cause we're trying to rehumanize the planet. Don't forget it. So nah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I mean, I've heard a lot of people talk about noble purpose behind a business, but that has to be the most closely tied and Genesis story I've heard. That hats off. That's really that's awesome. That's very it's crazy. Very yeah. cool. We adopted. We had the folks at Bomb Bomb last year. It was fun. They they adopted. Well, not adopt, we had the community adopt us. So we had these kids that live in Africa adopt bomb bombers and it was really cool and so and it's kind of like a pen pal thing you know so the kids got to choose what bomb bomber they wanted to partner with it was really a fun thing and so it really galvanized this idea of what we're trying to accomplish and so it was fun yeah that that is awesome and so why video when when the genesis for the start back 2006 and you were looking for and at first i guess i should ask is is he living in africa no, he's not. We he's been okay. several times. No, no. And, and our we've yeah, our friends have come over. And we're, we're super close to them, but um, no, he's not. He's living here in Colorado, <laughs> like five miles down the road. Again, okay. we, we figured out like, well, wait a minute, if we built this business more than five million dollars, we could really do some damage, right? Like, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, what was the when the idea started, was it around video? I mean, I understand the human rehumanization, but how, what was it about the video component that seemed so compelling? Yeah, it was this idea. We're both in sales and marketing. And it was, you know, I think entrepreneurs, we, they solve problems that they see. And that was us. We're, we were entrepreneurial. We'd done several different businesses. This is definitely the best and biggest. But um, that, that problem we saw was how, how can we be in front of more people more often with the, the message, a sales message, frankly, like, you know, he had 150 customers. I, I was running a sales team. Yeah. How do we leverage time? Right. As a, as a resource. And we thought, well, gosh, if we could send this and we knew that, you know, I, I think as salespeople, we have abilities, right? Like you're, you're good in front of people. You have passion, enthusiasm for what you do. Uh, and those things, it's, it's transfer of passion, enthusiasm that usually Absolutely. help people uh, buy from you. And we wanted to deliver that. We knew that email wasn't, you know, email was the thing. This is like 2006. And so how do you do that uh, on email? We're like, well, well, video, video could do that. How do we do that with video email? And uh, Connor cobbled together this, like we hosted it in a server in a closet. I mean, YouTube was private <laughs> at the time. It was tough. And um, it was just a video of him saying, I'm Connor McCluskey. You know, if, <laughs> if I can help you in any way, call me on my personal number. And he pointed and the number is crazy, dumb. Sent that as an attachment, which is a big deal, because that's why it was so short, because it was an attachment, and this is 2006. Right. I mean, I mean, okay, for perspective, YouTube's private, iPhone Gen 1, no, no camera in it. Oh, Flip wow. cam was a big deal. We were too early, Chad. It was very early for video, okay? <laughs> like, now everybody is trying to do this, but uh, we were definitely old school. And anyway... He sends it out and everyone was like, this is amazing. How did you do it? What, what service did you use to do this? And we're like, wait a minute, this is a business. And um, it was funny because, again, we're always trying to find the business that fit the rehumanize. <laughs> we're like, right. I mean, this one's it. This one could do that. This one's got legs, you know. And so uh, we had careers. So we cobbled together some cash. 
<laughs> threw it in a trash can, lit it on fire. <laughs> Basically, like that's how it was back then. I mean, it felt like that because yeah. we we hired developers. That, this was before. This is all like so like you do this and you do this and you and that wasn't like that then. It was like venture capital being like we're going to fund that SaaS startup for the zero revenue. Like no, right. there was no. Uh, a clean development line. So we, we really blew through like a hundred grand of our own money. Then got another friend of ours to come in. He's our third co-founder, great dude, Kevin Dibble. He had exited a business. He had some cash, but more importantly, he had ran development for that company. So he helped us formulate our first uh, development team and really, cause he, he loved the idea and, and got it going. So some of the fun, That's gems awesome. bomb bomb, right? Like we, Definitely torched 100 grand personal money, easy, like like vapor. My wife loved that. She was like, that's Oh, amazing. I'm sure she loves hearing that story. <laughs> She's a, loves to finally look back at that. I was married. Connor wasn't. You know, we were about to have our first child. You know, he's single. It's fun. Back yeah. then. <laughs> All right. So now fast forward. We fast forward yep. to today. And we've definitely had, I mean, the last 14 months have been quite a ride for all of us. Have you seen a huge uptick change in the way people are approaching video responsiveness to it? Maybe that has, that has changed over the last say 12 months in terms of way people are using it or leveraging it or engaging with it. Yeah, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Uh, I think that the pandemic created a necessity to the, the original need of being face to face more often in, in, a, in a place where you couldn't be. For us, it was like we didn't have enough time to be face-to-face with all the people we needed to be. I think with the pandemic, it, it caused a problem of I need to be face-to-face, but I can't be. So we're going to use Zoom to be face-to-face, but like, how can I deliver this? And again, time becomes this interesting constraint. It's a constraint in that. Like, it's a constraint in that time and distance. Like, I, I want you to get my message and hear it and, and receive it on your time. But again, I have all this freedom now. Like I can working from home. Like my days are more compact. I might I might work later at night. And so there's this different. So the person you might be trying to contact, what are their what's their difference difference in time? Does that make sense? So this yes. asynchronous video really caught on more in the mid market, right? Or enterprise companies had had an immediate need for that. So we really grew in the last two and a half years. Really, even before the pandemic, we were really growing there. But even more so now growing that in, in that sector, we were very much before we call it VSB, very small business, real or solopreneurs, right? Real estate, mortgage, title, huge for us, financial advisors, these folks that needed to communicate in a personal way to it, their people, you know, their sphere of influence or database or whatever it might have been. And so we really have pivoted in the last two and a half years up market from this VSB thing where that was the need. It was a great tool for that because it was this relationship builder, you know, they get referral based. I need referrals more it is a big part of their business. And now we saw though the pandemic more drove this need for asynchronous face to face, right? I'm not going right. to jump on a plane. We're not doing the dinners anymore. So I think bomb bomb, you know, helps that need right now. And I think that's not going to yeah. change. I mean, it's growing, right? Yeah, it's definitely growing. I mean, and what's been interesting is, all right, so for the first time, I want to say in recorded history, but I don't know that that's true. We have a true global shared reality, right? Everybody has has experienced this pandemic in one way or another. It's shut things down. What we've noticed is that that time component that, you, that mm-hmm. you're talking about, which is critical. We actually just had a meeting the other day where we we're talking about, you know, how much time I'm saving, not 
running from here to the airport, going through security, sitting and waiting, getting on a plane, flying somewhere, finding a cab, grabbing my luggage if I checked it in, right? And then spending all this time in a hotel. I'm not wasting that time. So I'm actually seeing more impact to the business. The challenge becomes how do you continue to maintain those connections that everyone was used to doing uh, mm-hmm. when we press the flash, when we used to go out and have you know, drinks together or go to dinners. And I think everybody getting used to Zoom is one thing. I like the asynchronous component of it. Now, when we talk about going upstream, when you go from VSB and go up market, kind of how have you guys, how have you approached that? How, how has it changed anything for you or the business, the way you position it or the uses that even that you've seen for the way people are using the video? It was, it was tough. I mean, the toughest thing is you have this internal bias mindset toward this, the, right? We were very, very, very good at this. Like we understood their problems, we, and, but those problems are different up market. And so I actually, um, we hired a firm to help us walk through that and consult us through just the, the vernacular and, and really working through my executive team. Like we need to lead here and not use these words anymore. It's where we have VSB and SMB and, and let's adopt this and, and make it a part of the culture. That was very difficult. It took a year and a half and we're still doing it, right? I still like that. That's our old bias, you know, applying these ideas that we've, because we've done this for a very long time now, right? Right. <laughs> and so now, now going up market, <laughs> thinking through these critical moments in either a sales process or even a customer success process, even an executive process where, where we need to inject a, a, a human, I think, in an asynchronous way. And I think to double back on you, you asked what are some of the things we're seeing. You know, it used to be maybe say we were, I was trying to get you to have a meeting with me or, and talk about what we did. Uh, I'd have a meeting with you. You'd arrange another meeting with these other people maybe. Like there was this step, step, step in our sales process. I think those things are now becoming like more not like you send a video and that video can instantly be shared with that other buying group or whatever it is. And it succinctly collapses that, that time. So we're seeing that happen um, using this in that way. So I think as long as my, my one issue that I see more and more here is that we're using video as a, as a, as a video voicemail right? Like, or we're just repeating whatever that script was in the text email. (laughs) Right. I think that's horrible. Like, like we need to be more valuable there. Like you have the opportunity and this whole thing where the video needs to be one minute, maybe, maybe it needs to be a minute, but if you're delivering value and you believe the value that you're delivering and you can use passion and enthusiasm because you're a salesperson after all, let's deliver that. And then, you know, Ask that it be shared to other people in the community, in, in, in their environment, not who else should I talk to? Well, could you share this video with them? Maybe right. it's a screen share. Maybe it's, what is the value you're bringing? I think that's so important when we're in, in the sales process. So I think that's how video should be used, not just whatever you're saying on the phone or whatever you're saying in the text email, right? So I think it's just- Well, like, that's hey, a mind shift. It That's is a definite mind shift, people. This is where we're like preaching because we believe <laughs> one of our, right, one of our core, we've been doing this a long time. So one of our core competencies is be the guide, guidance to success. Like we want to, well, first of all, you're afraid of being on camera. Everyone is. So we got to get you over to that. And then we got to tell you, well, but don't do this, do this. And, 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 you know, in the customer, I love customer experience in this context because there is no better customer experience than the human experience. 
people, I right. want, I, th- I think they want to experience you in a, your, your business in its humanness and its brand. Okay. But the, the, the brand should be your people. It should be your culture. It should be breathed out through them. And when they can't go and, and see you at a trade show, well, how, how can we get excitement around our brand, passion for the brand? I think people still, if you believe that people still buy from people they know, like, and trust, you, you should think about using video in that context, I think. Does that make sense? I know we're jumping through a lot of Well, no, no, no. It's, it's great. I mean, it's great when you think about the customer experience angle of it. Now, I love the topic of customer experience, but I almost, I also felt as we were getting into the pandemic, it kind of became a buzzword. Like it, people would talk about it, but they didn't understand everything that would go into it or yeah. how to optimize it, you know, stuff like that. But I feel like now with the pandemic, you really don't have a choice. Like you can't this differentiate on somebody. This has to be part of your uh, object. You need to have a chief customer experience officer. You need to think about that. Or that needs to be a part of someone's role at the C level. I I believe that, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, because how else you can't have your people take them to a well, take them to a baseball game or a football game, or you know, schmooze them that way. This this really is about that touch point, the touch point yeah. of making sure it still remains human to human, and so I, I that think experience that's the between them renewing turned the off. contract, like that's the, the renewal of it. I mean, right. We can still focus on the sales part of it, but like. Okay, uh, what's the onboarding feel feel like? What right. is the CSM quarterly business review feel like? Do I like you? Like, I think that's <laughs> important still. Uh, my, call it's me crazy. Still very important. But the the machines won't be able to do that. I'm sorry. Like, I know we get right. some, a lot of people are like AI. I'm like, yeah, you're right. There's there's a place for it, but not here. Like, not right. here. Yep. And so do you have stats that you can share with the audience? I, mean, I don't know if it's pre or pre pandemic or during pandemic or just stats on effectiveness of, of using video the right way, not as a voicemail, but anything Absolutely, that you yep. can share to kind of illustrate it for us. Yeah. The one thing I can offer you is that we did, we just have a large customer and before they were a customer ran, we ran a pilot, but we ran a control group and the pilot group. And basically the control group, you know, three times the email sent created 12, 12% less pipeline than the pilot group using video. So saying, you know, the pilot group sent three times fewer emails, but created 12% more pipeline. So less volume. And what I mean by volume is this, when we, when you and I maybe get off of this time together and I go into my inbox or in my LinkedIn or text or whatever, what will be there? Just a, just a pile of stuff, right? Like, right. okay, boom, 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 boom. Like I, I'll have six and, you know, <laughs> easily that trying to, and they're all saying the same thing. So what this right. tells you is that what I call digital, less digital pollution, because this is digital pollution guys. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, this much inbound for cold outbound, or the, the 50 phone numbers I get that I don't know. And I never, I literally never answer them anymore. When's the last time you answered a phone call from someone that didn't say wife or <laughs> like best friend? Like it just doesn't happen. <laughs> then LinkedIn is just polluted. It's just being polluted. We're being, I got a text yesterday for free Hulu for a year. Mm, that sounds right. I don't believe you. I don't believe yeah. you. So <laughs> that, what this tells me is that 
human connection, you can actually dial it back. So, because what, what's the end of it, Chad? Like, is it like it's the apocalypse? It's like nuclear. It's like yeah. we're just going to send more emails, <laughs> more LinkedIn, yep. more text it, because we're okay with a freaking 5% open rate or two or whatever, but we yeah. forget about the 98% that hate you. Yeah. And what do we do? <laughs> we send them like 10 more. Okay. Yeah. They didn't open it. Send 10 more and yeah. call them. I don't know. We got to figure out a different way. I don't know that this is exactly the solution, but I can tell you it took them less volume to create a, a better pipeline. And this was in a sales context. But I, but I also think that, and I'm, I get, I'm biased, but <laughs> quantify to me, please, the telephone right now in your business or quantify to me email. We have to find a different way to communicate that's more human to human transparent. I think, I think in my opinion, and we're jumping around a bit here, but it, when you look at what Tim Cook is saying about privacy, Google you know, three days ago now said, we're not going to let you track people through these websites anymore. In a year, we're going to be out of that business. I think that video is the, is the next authentication of real people. Like, because if you open your email right now, do you actually think that that person sent it or was it sent? Yeah, well, you can, yeah, you can tell the automated crap so easy. Exactly. And that's getting, you know, it used to be it worked, but we're getting, we're like getting very tuned to it now. Now there's this deep faking stuff where, yeah. you know, President Biden said it, but was it him? But like, but and it gets shared. It wasn't actually what he said. They just took his words and made his face say it. So I think there's something around where video is going to be the authenticated part of communication. I, I will know it is for me and from this person to me when it's the video. And I think, you know, we're into, we call it human-centered communication. Really that idea is the idea that the recipient's needs are more important than the senders. That's what we mean by that. And I, I, don't, yep. I don't think right now we mean that. Right now we are, we are gun-ho on, I got my quarter of the meat, this many outbound touches, blah, 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 you know, I got to hit yep. the number. It's all about me. If we flip that just, just once, I beg of you listening <laughs> to say, <laughs> what, what, you know, how can I help the recipient right now? This, this is empathy, people, and we need more of that in this world than we need anything. Empathy for the person on the other end. What are they trying to do? How can I help, how can I help other people succeed? Man, if you send that message, I don't care what medium you send it, I think you're going to have better results. Yeah. When it's all about, it, it's so, now, I'm sorry. well, no, I, it's, and it's, it's one I can get on. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you because have you seen the social dilemma? Uh, on Netflix, Dude. have you watched that movie? Yeah, yeah. So my and by the way, my wife is a uh, high school counselor. Out of the goodness yeah. of her heart, I've been trying to get her to quit that job forever. She doesn't. She loves rough. it. It's rough. It's rougher than it's ever been. And to that end of that social dilemma, dude, like we are, <laughs> it is bad out there. Okay, it's, you yeah. think it's bad in business? It's just, you know, yeah. We're in. I mean, we basically we're we're in this world where everybody has their own reality and it's and I can and I can duck lip my face and put it on Instagram I can make my run it through all types of filters I can do a TikTok I can, whatever and it and it they, it seems to create this fake sense of reality this fake sense of your life which has 
true negative impacts on how we interact with and empathize with other human beings. It, that's and it. So no one's we're considering seeing the negative effect. shift. Yeah. Oh yeah. No one's considering the negative effects of all of this. If it has a five, 10%, what's, what's good enough? You know, is 20% open rate good enough? 20% response good enough? What right. about the 80? But what about the 80? I don't know. Just what about it? Like, what do we think? Do you not, <laughs> do you not care? I don't know. Did we even think about the 80? Or is did it, all we care it, about was our need, which was the 10 or the 5 yeah, that opened it? And then when you apply it personally, like, I, there is trauma being created here. I'm sorry. Like, so this is, this is digital pollution. That's what I kind of encapsulate it with this digital pollution everywhere. And I, I, wanted, I would love to see that go away. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I am with you 100%. So when we think about the business, we think about, you know, bomb, I'm going into 2021 and beyond. What's kind of the guiding light, the big target, the thing you're, you're working on to, uh, to take the business to the next level? Yeah, I think it is along these lines that I do think that video in the future is, is authentication, right? It is. I could see in financial services where right now they're very tentative to use video. I could see that being it has to be a video or it's not me. You know, how right. do we make sure that we're not faking people out of their funds? Because that they're getting more advanced too. Okay, so how do we make sure that it's not a deep fake from my financial planner? And so some sort of protocol around video being mandatory uh, for authentication, for identity. And that's right. You know, I see like uh, this privacy thing becoming very much a part of our lives. My other prediction might be that email might be very popular again because it's the platform you own that Facebook, you know, they, they own that. What's the one that you own still? And it's your database. I mean, that's, that might seem crazy old school, but it is uh, is going back a ways, but it makes sense. When I read that, okay, I can no longer put an ad to you after you've been here. Well, I'm going to go back to email maybe i don't know but or at least the database yeah. that people who have opted in to talk to me again we've got away from that too like who is given permission to communicate like that's right. going to become a thing again if you're not, yeah if we're not considering permission in a big way permissions it's right around the corner i don't see how it's not you know so i think yeah. we need to play especially with all the changes so at bomb bomb we're thinking about those things we're thinking about identity authentication permission? How do we create threads that are permitted and secure? The other thing we're spending a lot of time on is security. Um, We want to be the most secure video platform. So bar none, like you using, you know, we've, when we began the company, we started in real estate that led to us being a mortgage that led us to being in financial services. We have a lot of history there working with those professionals. Some of our biggest customers are financial services and mortgage customers and the security that we've had to go through to get there, I think is going to help us in what we're talking about yeah. here in this, and where I think that's going to be applied in a greater scheme to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's change direction here a little bit. We ask kind of all of our guests, two standard questions at the end of each interview. And this kind of goes to the, the digital pollution that we were talking about as a, as a co-founder, as the big, you know, the big kahuna that makes you a prospect for a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm yes, always curious to know <laughs> when somebody doesn't have that trusted uh, reference referral from somebody, how do they go about capturing your attention and, and earning the right to time on your calendar? Well, you know, be a value and abundance will follow. That is our marketing <laughs> mantra. 
Uh, I really believe that. I mean, take a second and I just think less is more. And how how can you help or, or what can you tell me? Um, give me an example, a use case. Be more thoughtful. I, I think we're playing it. I just see it as I am a number and a numbers game. And uh, more and more, that's just not going to stick. You know, I, right. so I just get used to click, 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 shift, delete. <laughs> it's on the subject line. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because you went, you were talking with stats. The uh, I saw stats, I can't, and I can't remember where I saw it, so I can't attribute it. But before COVID, email open rates were roughly thirty six percent, thirty to thirty six percent. COVID hits, they dropped to six percent open rate. We're not even talking response rate. Response rates are all sub one percent, but just open rate is six percent. And so you yeah. really have to be valuable in the shortest amount of words in that subject line, and that's that takes some skill. So, yeah, I think, you know, if you're running a BDR team, you're going, okay, well, I got to, what am I going to do? Increase. And I'm going to just, so <laughs> everyone's going to disagree with you. This is a pod, you're like, you're going to increase <laughs> the volume of, of uh, stuff. But I, I'm going to say maybe decrease, but just know your, identi- your ideal customer profile with the problem you solve for them and bring valuable assets and, and know that, the time horizon of which that might transact is not today. And so, right. I mean, you got to play those, that formula out, you know, and, and, and try and think about it in that way. I think that's, that's tough for people. I get it. And especially when you're, I have a great asset in my life. We, we do not have venture capital and I, and I I'm running a profitable business that that's bonkers. Maybe to people. <laughs> we we want profitability. And we can choose to do that, but, and, and we're blessed for it, but gosh, I think sometimes, you know, you're trying to hit the number and like, how am I going to do that? So I'm going to increase this volume. And I think that's what happened in COVID. Okay. Oh, we can't go anywhere. I'll release the hounds. <laughs> they got yeah. insane. I think there's just going to be this, uh, you know, inverse thing that happens here. It has to, I mean, because we're not opening it. I mean, we're okay with 5%. Like, oh, you know, maybe if we send more. <laughs> we got to just send more. Yeah. It's kind of fun to think about. Yep. But Absolutely. I get problems All right, with the business so... where you got you to hit the number. What am I going to do? But, man, think about being more thoughtful. That's how you're going to get to me. <laughs> I, and I like that, right? It's the authenticity. It's the humanization. Be, be human. You got to be. Don't, I mean, don't rely on the damn tech. Yeah. I mean, and the tech's good. But the messages sometimes, I mean, I'm not, I, we use outreach, but we don't, I don't yeah. blast like it's, um, we got to be more thoughtful, but my right. BDR team's on board. Like I don't have a, I don't have a huge BDR team either. We think that if we get to the right person and we've gotten narrow enough on our ideal customer profile, that we'll be okay. And that's nice. so far we are. So perfect. So, all right. So last question, we call it our acceleration insight. And I think I know where this is going to go, but I'm going to ask it anyway. If you could tell sales, marketing, and professional services people one thing, you only had one piece of advice you could give them that you believe if they adopted or listened to or took to heart would actually help them exceed their goals, what would it be and why? Yeah. Be you. Be real. Be. <laughs> I think it wins. I know it does. Um, it's always worked for me. I like I try and be a very real person with an open book. And um, I think that's what people want. You know, I think there's a lot of posturing and this going on. And the more real it can be, if, if you focus on helping other people and being of value 
and being empathetic. Again, put the recipient first, not the quota. I think as a sales professional, like if you're not goal oriented, I always tell my salespeople, look, if your quota is um, your goal, that's the only goal you have, it probably is not going to work out. You know, that, that's, that's like, you don't get fired if you meet this. And so what I mean by that, like if the, if the volume of things you have to do are your goals, you have to have something else. And I think that makes you think about maybe the other person having empathy for the people you're working with and truly believing that you're going to help them and you believe that. And so if you're working at a job, you don't believe that if you worked at bomb bomb and you think that I would tell you to quit today. And like, believe in what you're, I do it all the time. I'm like, you should quit. You should, because you know, you got it. Otherwise, it's not going to feel. It's not going to come across right. So, I don't know if I gave you a succinct answer, but I think empathy, putting recipient first, be a value, and abundance will follow. All of my sales goals yeah. I made were because uh, I want you to win. I want you to win. I, now I want my team to win. So and they yep. know that, like, I'm going to do everything I can. That's my role today as a leader to help them win. But you got to have goals, whether that's like, we're going to buy the house. I'm going to buy the car. We're going to give this to this charity. But, you know, family, I'm going to take a trip. You got to have those goals and then apply that goal to the uh, quota. And then yep. being empathetic and solve problems for people, I think, it's more than one answer there. It's complex, right? Awesome. No, I love it. I love it. I, would, I just want to say, hey, thank you very much for taking time to be on the show. I know it took us a couple of times to get it scheduled, but I cannot thank you enough for taking time. It's been great to have you on the show today. Chad, it's awesome, man. It's good to meet you. All right, everybody. That does it for this episode. You know the drill. Check us out at b2brevexec.com. Share it with friends, family, coworkers. Let your kids listen to it so they're not on screens. Until next time, we wish you all nothing but the greatest success. You've been listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.